Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. So, so excited. 
And the talk that I'm giving, I love that we, that we were just talking about wisdom and the mentor coin. It, it always seems to work out so perfectly. Like we were walking down here to the atrium to get coffee and we're both like, what are we going to talk about? Oh, I'm going to do the terms of service. And, and I'm like, I think I'm going to talk about crypto. And it just worked perfectly because it was hilarious to me and my friend and catchy about wisdom that they call it a mentor coin. And I get it. That's the buzzword, the coin. Um, but I just I want to be clear that it is it's not an actual cryptocurrency sitting on the blockchain, you know, the the way that it um, is laid out it, it, traditionally. So they are gift cards. Nate just got one. Um, he's going to be taking me out for a really fancy dinner with his five dollar <laughs> gift card. We're going to walk uphill. We'll split a happy days. meal. I get the uh, yeah, yeah, I get the I get the toy. You get the toy. Yeah, and um, if anybody knows that when we all met the first time in Denver, um, Nate Forrest made me walk uphill both ways to this restaurant. <laughs> and it was late at night. I was very, very tired. He's kind of he's kind of crazy like that. No, I'm kidding. I went on my own free will. Um, but what I decided to, my talk that I'm giving tomorrow for the Embrace Your Ambition conference is called Technology is Your Best Friend. And if anybody has been, you know, listening to me um, <laughs> or is falling asleep to my talks, I joke about that sometimes because it does go over people's heads and I'm going to keep talking about technology and women in tech and, 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 creating a safe space for the love of technology for as long as I possibly can. So that's my mission in life. And I really truly believe that, um, you know, when we, when we consider technology in our lives, that if we can veer in the, the direction of positivity and not negativity, I know a lot of people are afraid of, of hacking and, and all of the like bad things that can happen it's understandable. Those things do happen. And, um, I am clearly on the side of, um, you know, the six hour downtime on Facebook and WhatsApp and Instagram was absolutely an outside hack. Um, I ran, um, well, let me just say this. I was in one of those big rooms and I was getting all these messages like, wait, I thought you were just a, a TikTok person. Like I didn't realize that you were <laughs> a tech geek. And I, I, it's just funny to me because, of course, nobody really knows who I am before a year ago um, other than locally. So I have a very local presence in the tech world. I started a computer repair business in 2010 and dealt with a lot of, um, a lot of nefarious uh, hacking situations, if anyone remembers ransomware, uh, which is still a thing. Um, it's one of the most brilliant hacks. And I say that in, in that generality, like as a software programmer, um, it, you know, to recognize the severity and the brilliance of being able to lock down people's data on their computer and then only get it back once you pay them ransom. Um, and we as, as uh, the helpers couldn't do anything about it. So... I, you know, I've been in that world a long time, but I was, I was in that, that big room talking about the Facebook being down and the hacks. And I was, you know, speaking out about it, talking about how it was a, you know, um, a DNS attack. And I had all these messages like, who are you? What are you, you know, talking about? So I, 
<laughs> Kelsey says, you're my best friend. Um, and, and I love the, the branding that, that I've kind of put together that, that I want to be your tech savvy best friend. And, um, I see you flashing your mic, Monica. Did you want to add something about about that? I, thank you. I wanted to add that I was in that room with you and girl, you showed up like a techno Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> that was freaking awesome. Not only were you super professional and succinct and clear, but you just came off like I've been doing this for 400 years, bitches. And I loved it. <laughs> Sorry, me and Kelsey are like sitting here laughing because it's it's just so funny because I I have been you know I told the story and I'll tell it again tomorrow on stage I am going to switch it up for those of you who heard the talk in Denver but um you know I got my hands on a computer in, in, at an after school job I think I was it was like 1992 um I'm a proud Gen Xer I do say my age a lot and people are like you're not that old and I I say right exactly I'm only 45 look at how far things have have come um, I appreciate you saying that Monica because it does sometimes feel like you know when you're when you're a quote-unquote expert at something a lot of times you get to a point where you're like man I don't man I don't know anything because there's so much more to know so that when I do speak I forget sometimes that I have 25 years well more than that of experience with this um, so I got my hands on this on this giant computer that you know those huge CRT monitors um, at that time I was 16 I'd been on my own for six months um, and you know from from a traumatic childhood and when I when I got my hands on that first computer and it was you know like Windows 3.1 and it was just so elegant to me and it was quiet and 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 you know solitary and did what I asked it to do and didn't yell at me or hit me or, um, you know, just became this, this, uh, place for me to retreat and the code sort of spoke to me and, uh, and I just fell in love and it, it, it didn't come easy for me. It was just one of those things that I fell in love with and, uh, you know, went to college, took every computer class I could find, um, you know, and that was the late nineties and I worked on the Y2K bug. So I, I recognize these things as they come up, like, you know, there was other sort of hacking issues over the last 20 years, right? So when, when this kind of stuff happens, it, we have a different perspective as technologists. We see it like, you know, it's when, when there's like something goes down, again, I'm using air quotes, um, you have to really look at the bigger, broader picture because a... A, a mechanism like Facebook has so many safeguards in place that for them to go down for six hours, there is a much bigger problem than what, of course, you're going to hear on the news or, or, you know, just sort of contemplate yourself. So anytime that happens, you know, and I did a, a TikTok video to, to give you an, um, a little explanation of that. I went on TikTok last year during the first part of quarantine in March or April and just laughed my ass off and just found my people and, you know, this sort of this place where I could be creative and, and kind of just be funny. I came from, I'm, I'm a big advocate on mental health. So I, I used TikTok in that way, but then it really morphed into um, a much broader audience for my, 
you know, educating people on technology and educating people on crypto and, and all of the things I've been in the crypto space since 2010 and Bitcoin was, this was invented. This was, was discovered. I always think things are discovered. They're not really invented. They're, they're always there. Right. Um, in 2009, my ex-husband uh, and I built a mining computer in 2010. And if anybody knows what, you know, what that is, that's one of the ways that that's actually the way that Bitcoin. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Is created. It's mined by a computer, by the processing power. So it actually takes a lot of electricity. And at the time, we were like, what is this? Like, this is dumb. <laughs> we built this huge computer. We're paying all this money for electricity. I mean, it was an exorbitant amount of money to pay for electricity for these Bitcoins that were worth 0 0.001 penny, right? Like they weren't worth anything at the time. We didn't see the future. How could we see the future? So after like a year of this and, you know, I kind of, it's really funny. I think we had like 60 or 70 Bitcoin. I, it was some like crazy amount and we were like this is so expensive and just kind of scrapped the whole thing and then like five years later of course we were like wait a minute <laughs> what's happening now but i mean you can't predict the future you just can't that's i mean some people did and and now they're um you know we call it bitcoin millionaires very different than um you know the traditional um fiat currency is it's just a very different world so i i really kind of want to get into that and explain what an nft is and why that matters to you um because so many people are just sitting going this doesn't have anything to do with me i'm not an artist this doesn't have anything to do with me i'm not tech savvy uh this doesn't have anything to do with me i don't know where i would spend bitcoin um this doesn't have anything to do with me i don't care about it um and I think that's part of what I do on TikTok. That's part of what I do um, here when I can is explain why you should care and why this is important to you, why data security is important to you. I was just telling Kelsey in the hotel room that the other day, so I, I'm friends with, one of my friends is um, Jonathan Scott, who goes by data and he is the number one hacker. They do have these leaderboards. Um, he's the number one hacker in the United States. And he hacked an Apple, uh, the, the Apple um, iOS 15 and these vulnerabilities that are so incredibly harmful, but nobody quite understands this because it's so complicated. But let me just tell you this, that I know that everybody's like, oh, I don't care if they have my pictures and I don't care if they read my text messages. Like what, who cares about the text messages that I'm sending my husband about the soccer practice tomorrow? Like who cares about that? Well, it, it's now it's been shown that they are recording your keystrokes. Not only that, Siri is always on. Uh, it's proven. You can go to his Twitter and look. He's under. He's involved in a federal investigation into all of this. Um, the the implications of them recording your keystrokes 
means that they have every password, every username, a keystroke, you get what that is, right? If anybody doesn't know what the things are that I'm saying, I want you just to interrupt me and ask me the question because this pertains to you. Um, and, and just like the crypto stuff that I'm going to talk about, um, it pertains to you. Um, further than that, they record your Wi-Fi passwords so and the time that you changed it. Again, people are probably like, I don't care. Well, that means that they have access to your home network. That means that they, you know, and, and I'm not saying that they're, there's some, you know, remote office somewhere, you know, collecting this information and, and then systematically going and like pulling money out of your bank account. Like, don't get me wrong here. This is a, this is a, uh, this is a long game. Data is the currency of the future. I mean, well, it's the currency of now, but it's something that's going to become very clear and apparent to the mass the masses, you know, very soon. And I just want you to be aware. There's really no hard takeaways from it uh, just yet, other than to be really clear about your data backup. Be, you know, understand that having basic passwords, and you've heard this since the dawn of, of the internet, like don't have basic passwords. Um, you know, bank encryption is still the highest form of encryption. However, there's still that middleman and you're still not in control of your own money. You never will be. There's, a, there's always a third party. Um, and again, that's, that's where crypto comes in. Um, I see, oh, Monica sent me a message. I'm going to stop there because you guys know I could just like ramble on, but if there's any questions or somebody wants to like add in, um, I can't tell you how many times I get messages on the back end, uh, usually from men, um, explaining why I'm wrong about something. So if anybody wants to chime in and correct me, um, cool, cool. I'll just mute you. No, I'm kidding. You're <laughs> completely and totally wrong. Brooke, I have a question if I may. Of course. Uh, this is Sherry from Austin, Texas. Hi, I'm Hi. I, so informative. And you know, the thing is we don't take action until it actually happens to us. So I am one of those people that heard it. I even repost this security attacks are happening on LinkedIn. I'm one of the people that do the megaphone. Guess what happened to me? I am living a absolute nightmare with, I do believe they've taken over the computer computers that I'm working with and key logging. So um, they have taken 13 years of helping breast cancer patients on Facebook and they're selling weight loss cream from Vietnam. They have all my followers almost 12,000 followers. They have all their email. I mean, it is a living nightmare. So I went and got um, SiteLock, SiteLock with Life, LifeLock and Norton. And I've registered all my devices. I'm doing all this, but I'm going to tell you guys, do it now. And I didn't, I just, I don't know. You just feel like you don't want to go through those extra steps of the they broke through facial recognition, two-step verification, two different emails, and my phone. They blocked all my phone. Facebook cannot contact me. I don't exist anymore. It's a living nightmare. So just take action now. Brooke's trying to sound the alarm. Um, just do it. Do it today. Start making some extra steps today because this is, they've been in my bank account. They've been in my credit card. 
and I am locked down. I have things that are encrypted. I have everything that I thought I was being super safe because this is my background, computer engineering. Hello, I get hacked. So anyways, thank you for sharing, Brooke, because this is really, really coming fast. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so, so glad you said that, Sherry, because, um, you know, every time I bring these things up, I'm going to touch on like what she's saying and you know even kelsey said it in the last segment and we we keep preaching about it that you don't own your own data and if you are relying on your social media as a database let's say um even your email lists as database uh you know you are fooling yourself if you think that that that's some somehow secure um if that's somehow you know, and it, it absolutely happens to the best of us. You guys, I have a three terabyte, it's only three, right? Um, physical hard drive, like the old ones with the platters inside that, uh, that was the only place that I had pictures of my son. And it, when it cracks on the inside and I can't use my software to uh, pull the, the, recover the data, you have to send it to a clean room. I spent thousands of dollars because they have to then open it up and it's all, you know, electromagnetism, right? And it's, they have to open it up and pull this platter out and take into a, a, a clean room where there's no dust and be able to pull the, the actual zeros and ones off of there. Cause everything's just zeros and ones. Everything's just electricity, um, even your data. And so, you know, thankfully that's not the case anymore. You know how grateful we should be for cloud storage? Everyone kind of takes it for granted. And <laughs> if only there was cloud storage when I had all those pictures on that hard drive. Because, like, you spend, what, $10 a month to have your your stuff in the cloud? Um, and, by the way, backing something up means it's in one place and backed up somewhere else. So you need it in two places. When I was in Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago um, to shoot a, a segment on a TV show, my friend, we, we actually stayed in, in the hotel and she put her physical backup hard drives in the safe. She also had it in the cloud and she also has it stored on her, um, her business partner's like main computer. So, you know, she's not losing that at, at all. And it takes a lot longer, but you are um, really safeguarding your intellectual property that is something that we don't talk about enough. Your intellectual property is should be yours. Whether or not they have access to it, you should at least have that dedicated, like secured information that you keep for yourself. Um, I did a TikTok video about how to download your, your Facebook information. And again, people always have this, response like well why should i care i have all those pictures well let me just tell you about when when facebook first came out what was it 2010 2009 something like that and we as gen xers or you know boomers whatever of of a certain generation would put these pictures on there and i can't remember where they are they're not sitting in my icloud somewhere like people of a lower, a younger generation, lower generation, like we're higher uh, up on the food chain. I'm just kidding. Um, you know, the, you guys have, have your, your photos sort of, well, nowadays stored both on your phone and your iCloud on Facebook, on Instagram, all of those different places. Well, we didn't. So I always like to go into Facebook 
go into the settings um, and then um, go to Facebook information and then download a copy and it gives you all of your stuff on there. You can, um, you can save a copy of all the photos there. So it's just kind of a nice, um, a nice way to get things to do. Any of you want me to walk through that really quickly? If you do flash your mic, if not, I'm going to move on. Okay. Um, you do. All right, Marianne, I'm doing this for you, sis. So you're going to go to Facebook. Um, you do the same thing with Instagram. Pretty sure you have to do it on the computer. Um, I'm going to walk through it myself so that I tell you exactly. You're all welcome to go follow me on TikTok. And the, the first video there, I guess the last one I've done, um, explains it with, with screenshots because obviously I can't do that here. But you go to the upper right corner to that arrow, that the arrow that's pointed down. It's like the triangle. You go to settings and privacy, go to settings, and then that pops over with, um, then you look over to the left and it says your Facebook information. And then you've got a couple of options there. You can transfer a copy. I'm not sure why you would do that to another service. Uh, you know, maybe that's cool for you, but you want to download a copy of your information to keep or to transfer to another service. So click on download a copy and that brings up um, dates. I just go, um, you know, all time, which is a long time since I'm so old. And then update, totally joking. Um, and then, it, and then you say create file. I'm pretty sure what they do is email you, but you also get a notification in Facebook that it's ready for you. So, um, super, super easy. And like I said, once you get that file, um, it goes into a folder and you get other, you know, like subfolders of your data, but you do kind of have to, you know, do a little work to pull stuff out of there. You get an HTML file. All that means is that's a file that's opened by a web browser. It's, it's just like a dot D O C X is a word file. Dot JPEG is a picture file. Dot HTML just means it opens in a, in a web browser. Um, but it's saved on your computer. So does that make sense, Mariana? Write that down. You can always DM me and I can help yes, you with I was, it. I was still on Facebook, so sorry. Oh, good. No, no, back. that's good. That's, that's good. I'm glad you followed that. Um, let me look at my resets. Let's, uh, should I start back at one, Kels? Yeah. All right. So let me reset the room and then we're going to, talk about some crypto and why it matters and, um, and some NFT stuff and, you know, get some coffee so you don't fall asleep while I'm talking. So you are in the breakfast with champions, the millionaires breakfast club. We're here to bring you motivation, education, and inspiration starting at 5 a.m. Eastern. I'm never up that early <laughs> Monday to Friday, but you should be, um, and 6 a.m. Saturday, and then Club 111, our worship service on Sunday, live on Clubhouse. Truly, there's no other space where more than 80 thought leaders across industries and backgrounds come together with the goal to pour into you and see you succeed. And I just have to add a caveat. Like, I do some work behind the scenes for this. Um, I work alongside with Sarah and Glenn and the amount of work that's put into this. And I mean, I'm not, we're not, we're serious. There's like 80 thought leaders 
that are involved in this where you can come in here and get this information and, and all of this for free. It's the most incredible thing. So if you're enjoying what you're hearing, help us spread the word, head over to breakfastwithchampions.live, grab the link to subscribe to the podcast, and then pick a favorite episode and share it. Um, most of them have our names in there and, and you can grab those and then share it all over the place. You can send it to a friend or a team member, or you can share the link on social media. Just share it out so we can reach even more people um, and collectively multiply our impact. Ooh, who writes those? They're fantastic. I think it's Sarah McCord. You guys, she is such a hard worker. I can't even explain to you. Um, you guys are messaging me while I'm talking. I can't answer your questions. Before I move on, does anybody have any tech questions or want to add stuff in? Usually I have somebody that, that likes to... Brooke, Add yes. Hi, it's Nancy. I couldn't Hi. resist coming up in this conversation. I missed the early part, but I heard Sherry, and then I just heard you. So, um, all I want to mention is that I was a targeted victim of a cyber crime, and um, I was nobody. Like I didn't even have my business back then. I was a, a homemaker. Um, but somebody just decided to target me, turned me into what looked like a terrorist to the government. My life became, well, literally the last decade was, I, I've lived pretty isolated because of it. Um, today, no way, I'm not, I run my own business and I help others overcome. But this topic is so important and so rarely comes up. So I just wanted to say thank you. Sherry, i I uh, messaged you. If you'd like to reach out, I'd like to hear more of your story. I might be able to help you in terms of where to go and what to do. So that's all I wanted to say. Thank you so much. And Brooke, I followed you on TikTok. <laughs> I really want to hear more from you. Thank you, Nancy. And I, I responded, but they were after my followers because my social media was, you know, pretty decent of, um, almost like 12,000. I know 12,000 is not a lot, but they're engaged people. And that usually is kind of a target for the hacker people because they're like, so they, they're making sales and I'm getting pinged every single day when they're selling their weight loss cream. To mm. my Cancer patients. Hello. This is a nightmare, guys. Do what Brooke is telling you to do, please, like right now. And Nancy, thank you. Yeah, thank you, guys. Um, I think that, you know, to maybe put a little bit of a hopeful spin on it, the, when we say they in air quotes, you know, th this happens a lot. And, um, you know, I get messages a lot. I'm not even sure how people find out, um, you know, that, that this is even a thing, but there definitely are services that can, uh, it's almost like the opposite of the hackers. It's a white hat hacking. Um, which is still not legal um, to sort of get your accounts back. So I, I need you to all to be really, really careful about that as well, that there's services out there and people will message me like, Hey, can you get my Instagram account back? And it's like, well, yeah, in theory, well, sure. I mean, technically, um, you know, I have that ability. Will I do it? No, I, it's, it's just, it's not worth it. So just be very careful about both sides of these things is that, you know, that's kind of how ransomware works. It, they, they come in and lock your stuff down and then, you know, seemingly come around the other say, side and say, oh, we can fix that for you. 
um, it's thousand dollars or whatever it is. And you go, Oh, okay, great. Let me get this fixed. And it's really the same people. So um, the other thing to say too, is if, if your engaged followers are, are now buying things, you know, you kind of have to, well, okay. I hate to say that because if they're buying stuff from somebody else, then how, you know, maybe they're, they're not the, no, maybe they're, they did no 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 ma'am no they're not they're not selling to my cancer patients they are oh. um they have created i don't know a lookalike audience or like they have their own because everybody that's buying it's in taiwan um vietnam or vietnamese um i see all this stuff go by so no somehow somehow they are just using the leverage but I don't believe my patients are buying weight loss cream from Vietnam, but I'm they're They're selling like crazy, whatever they're doing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's, um, yeah, let's, let's, let's move to, um, you know, this sort of digital currency, the, the way things can be locked down. Um, I want to talk about, you know, NFTs in a sense of, let's remove our our perspective from the art world because if you haven't heard of nfts at this point um you're probably living under a rock especially if you spend a lot of time on clubhouse i'm sure you see rooms in your hallway even though you probably you know don't have those interests on your on your um settings you probably heard about it you've seen maybe something on instagram if not um it is a form of uh, it's like a branch of cryptocurrency. And when we as educators attempt to talk about this, there's a lot of different factors. There's a lot of like little, you know, facets of this that we never really know where to start. Do we start talking about the blockchain? Do we start with talking about Bitcoin? And then, or do we start with the idea of cryptocurrency as a whole? Or if we're starting to talk about NFTs, do we just jump in there? So at this point, I, I feel like the utility for what we talk about in the social media show and what we talk about on Breakfast with Champions is this idea of um, business and entrepreneurship and making money, right? We want everybody to be successful. And the way that I, you know, move forward with this is to, so that everybody recognizes what's to come. Because the truth is, the market cap of Bitcoin has now surpassed the top three banking systems, like JP Morgan. I need these, these stats in front of me. I, I don't know why I don't have them in front of me. Um, the top three banking systems in the United States, Bitcoin has now surpassed that. The, the amount that has been mined and that is in circulation so just let that simmer a little bit that like, this is not going away. And so having a bit of, of, of education on or knowledge about it is imperative for you going forward. Like in my consulting business, I prefer to be paid in crypto. So when, when you, people say like, what does this have to do with me? I don't, you know, I'm not going to use it. Um, I try to only do things in uh, with cryptocurrency. And the whole idea is that it, it grows in value because there's a limited supply. It's very simple to understand this, right? We all understand inflation and 
basic economics from high school and you know maybe college that the u.s dollar it does not it decreases in value because of inflation because the government can print money it's this is just the way of the world uh the gold backing the gold standard was uh, uh I, I don't know, I think in the 70s or 80s, um, that was, that went away. And and now it's government-backed money. And if we if we don't do something about it, that's where Bitcoin came in. And um, Satoshi Nakamoto was the human being that discovered Bitcoin. Of course, you could call it invention. And the idea of um, blockchain technology means that it is, immutable you cannot hack it you cannot change it it is there it is a part of a ledger um, there's no middleman there's no third-party banking system it is all peer-to-peer -peer. so we all own it we all verify that other people own what they own and it increases in value because there is a limited supply and so why that matters to you is because it is going to it, it already is a paradigm shift in keeping things safe. And if, if money is what's driving us and, you know, I know that's what, what I need to do to take care of my life and my child and do all the things that I want to do, then I want things to be secure and I want to be in control of uh, the assets that I, that I have. You can now, um, you know, buy real estate with, with cryptocurrency. So in a general sense, this is keeping us safe and it's, it's becoming more um, just concrete as a exchange of value. So when we go further than that and talk about a non-fungible token, don't get mixed with the terminology. Just understand that it is, you know, what is a, let's, let's start here. What's a fungible token? Money is fungible. So it's interchangeable. It's same for same. If you have two $5 bills and I have a $10 bill, those can be honestly exchanged. If I hand Kelsey right here next to me two $5 bills, even though those pieces of paper are very different, the value of two $5 bills and one $10 bill is the same. So the problem has always been with like the value of the value exchange of a digital item that it, it isn't equal, even if it looks exactly the same, right? Like if I have a picture of, uh, you know, this bench right here and, and I say to, um, to Dr. Sean, like I, this picture, this picture of this bench is very, very, is worth a lot of money. Uh, and just say, you know, why? Maybe it was built by, I, I don't know, but it's worth a, a lot, a lot of money. And so Abraham Lincoln, yeah, there we go. Abe, our friend Abe. Um, honest Abe. Honest Abe. <laughs> it goes along with what I'm saying. Exactly. Um, it, you know, somebody could just screen grab that and say, here's this super valuable vid, uh, picture. Well, that's a, it's just a copy. And there's nothing to say, no, this particular original that uh, Brooke J. Lacey had, that's the one that is worth a lot because now there's just copies. Just like when you send a document over email, you are sending a copy of that document. You all get that. This is a very, very easy way to um, explain this, right? So what the blockchain has done, again, don't get caught on these words. Um, the blockchain has said like, 
no, no, no. This one right here is the actual original. Um, what happens is it records the, let's say, let's call it a transaction, right? It records it. Um, and then you hold that in a digital wallet, literally just like a physical wallet. It's just, it's just digital and it can be verified. It goes back and forth. I'm using my hand again. It goes back and forth. The blockchain verifies it. It sits in your wallet and then it can be verified everywhere that you are the owner of that original digital thing. Okay. That, that digital asset. And the reason why this is important to you, it's not just art or pictures or, you know, any of these things, it can then be originals. It can be real estate. It can be, um, we can be transacting um, between people across the globe in a matter of seconds. We can do these things and within business. Um, and then let's just, th let me throw this out there in government. We can, we can have elections on the blockchain. Uh, no more paper ballots. And I, the, the utility of it is massive and understanding it. It's, it's sort of like when the internet came out and email, right. For those of you that remember that, that, um, people make fun of me because I still have a hotmail email address because it's Brooke J at hotmail.com. Um, and people don't quite understand that to have a one word email address it's sort of like having a one letter Twitter handle, like, you know, at Q um, on Twitter. It, it's, you can't get a one word email uh, address like that with your name anymore. So anyway, when that all came out, it wasn't like widely adopted at, at the beginning. It was, you know, we all had those bosses that um, never dealt with emails. I remember that I had a boss in the early 2000s um, that would print out their emails and write on there what they wanted to respond with and then give it to their assistant and their assistant would have to type it out and like reply to the email. So we are in that same space right now that it's not widely adopted, but it will be. And I'm here to tell you that, um, it, you know, learn as much as you possibly can. If you have to listen to something over and over, um, you know, read or listen to the Bitcoin standard. That is really the, the Bible. Um, you know, I've listened to it numerous times. I would say two thirds of it is just talking about like giving you a refresher on, on basic U.S. economics and how money works because we need to be reminded that our U.S. dollar is, is decreasing in value. So anytime your gas prices go up, um, it's, you know, or anytime you are making money, it, you're not making as much as, as you were, uh, you know, a year ago, even if you get a raise. So I, I hope this isn't too complicated. I just want everyone to be educated in the fact that, um, that don't be afraid of, of this type of technology because it is a paradigm shift and it is meant to make things safer and more secure and more in, you know, you have control of this stuff and how can that be bad? Um, I always use the phrase that electricity can cook the dinner, but it can also cook the man. And there's always going to be this fine line between the nefarious, the things that are happening to our friends here on the stage um, that, 
are very scary. And the, you know, clients that I have that um, have lost, you know, lots of, of memories and, uh, you know, data that, that they can't get back or access to their social media accounts. Those are all really horrible things that happen and, and should be, you know, you should be aware of and, and take action now. But I also want to be really clear that technology makes our lives better. Um, just the fact that we're in this room and the amount of technology and the amount of manpower and, and brain power that goes into making this app work uh, just blows my mind on a, on a daily. Um, so that being said, got 13 minutes, 13 is my lucky number. Um, open it up to questions um, or we can talk a little bit more. If anybody wants to chime in, what, you know, let me ask you a question. What's one thing you love about technology? Anyone? I love the fact that I can get a hold of my son at the speed of light from Dallas. Monica, go ahead and then Linda. This is Monica in the blue circle. I love the connection that technology offers. Before I was a nomad living full-time on the road, I lived away from my whole family for decades. And I'm not kidding you. I have had family members who have not only gotten pregnant, but had a baby before I knew they were pregnant. And since Facebook, that no longer happens. So that's what I love about technology. Same. I'm with you. Linda, what do you love about technology? Oh my goodness. I, I love the speed of being able to be assisted with regards to anything that I'm doing with, you know, as far as like, if I couldn't copy and paste something, someone else can do that for me in another country, in another building, in another, you know, location other than where I am. But I had a quick question for you around the security, et cetera. So similarly with regards to like, if someone were to steal your credit card and go shopping, et cetera, you know, there is a limit as to what the consumer is liable for, like maybe $50 or so. So when you're saying uh, the, the seriousness and, you know, aside from, you know, people taking your, your clients, et cetera, what other thing are we um, liable for? you know, with regards to, to sure. That. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Does that make I, sense? Does my question yeah, make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And okay, I want to say this, um, for a very long time, this absolutely the bank thing, such a good thing for me to like go over again that, um, sorry, we're like in the atrium of a hotel and there's like screaming babies. Um, but it's beautiful and the, the sun is shining. Um, so banking. I'm also lounged out on the couch. <laughs> she is lounging on the couch. I should get a picture of it. Um, it's, it's so wonderful here, especially with the day we had yesterday. So remember that the banking system is government run. Okay. The banking system has the most secure encryption on the planet. They do not want their stuff hacked. So you can really be, um, like almost rest assured that your bank information is, is secure. It used to be different. Right. Um, but now, you know, that that's where they're really focused. So yeah, like you said, there's like a limit of liability, um, because the banks don't want to deal with that either. So they have some of the most secure, it would be very difficult for me to, to steal your wallet and go on a shopping spree. It just would, because, um, when I travel, I, my bank uh, automatically puts a thing on my account where if I swipe my card and I'm in Dallas, um, they send me a text message and I have to approve it. So 
there's so many um, safeguards in place that are super easy for us to use and we don't even think about it, right? So it's very, very, very difficult for, for, for those things to be stolen. And again, the bank takes liability because it really, it's not actual cash, right? It's just numbers. <laughs> I hate to say that, but it's true. It's just things being moved around um, and, and they, have, they have things in place where it's almost like insurance, right? So when we talk about like, what are you liable for anywhere else? You're liable for everything. You are in, you are responsible for every piece of data that you put out into the world. Um, there, there is no, you know, terms of service where it says like, oh, hey, if your Instagram gets hacked, um, you know, all you have to do is call this number and Instagram will take care of it. If you really like, you know, take a step back and look at that for what it is, that's kind of messed up um that that there's no verification process for verification used to be to to safeguard this kind of stuff now it's a clout situation um and you know there's no way to verify each person on these social media apps you know i have theories on why that is but i don't have concrete answers for you i don't work for instagram i don't work for social media platforms um i have theories because i worked on things in the late 90s and I understand how the code works um but that you are liable you are responsible for every piece of data that that you want protected um and so that being said you know let's say your business you're running a business and you have all this data let's say financial data and you want it to be encrypted there are numerous ways, um, by the way, not to like, th this is what a technology consultant does. So that's actually my job. I'm not a TikTok creator. I don't, I'm not like TikTok Tom where I make lots and lots of money on TikTok. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Cause he actually is one of the most brilliant business owners um, that I've ever met. So he just uses TikTok as a tool like me, but my, my business has been, I, you know, I've been a consultant for 11 years, whether it was with my brick and mortar tech support business, tech uh, computer repair business, or now where I'm actually virtually um, doing things and dialing into people's computers and, um, and, you know, building websites, that kind of stuff where this is a broad um, assistance, I guess, because there's so mm -hmm. many different things. Um, Sorry, was somebody want to interrupt? It it was me. I, I just had a follow up. If the, if Linda, yeah, go ahead. Sentence, if you don't mind. So with regards to you were talking about crypto and Bitcoin and all those things, it mm -hmm. is is isn't the drawback also is that you are the person in charge of it. Like you, there is no customer service for it. Is that correct or not? Is that is um, am I? Because a great it, question. Yeah, because isn't there you're in charge of it. So if something happens, you can't get it, you can't find it, you lose the passcode, you can't whatever, then it's lost. Is it not? Can you explain that? Yes. Speaking that is, done for now. Oh, sorry, I forget to do that. Um, Brooke speaking. Um, I, yes. And I, it's kind of like a, a topic for a whole nother room. Um, but yes, in a, in a way, there's people like me that do crypto consulting where you can call and, and uh, you know, we can go over how things work, but yes, there is something called a hard wallet and you need a key phrase to get that. But on that other side, you know, that's like the, the negative, I guess, is what you're saying. Like there's no customer service. There's, if you lose it, you lose all your money. 
Um, that is true. Um, however, on the great side, you're in charge of it and there's nobody else in charge of it. And so, you know, we talk about having this, this, it's a hard wallet, literally looks like a USB uh, dongle, a USB key that plugs into your computer. All of your cryptocurrency goes on that. The only way to access it is with a seed phrase. And so we tell you to take that out of your computer and put it in, in a safe or in a, you know, if you don't want to buy a safe, go down and get a, a secure um, safety deposit box at a bank, uh, which is kind of funny, but put it in a safety deposit box um, and then put your seed phrase in somewhere else where you can find it. Some people will etch it onto a piece of metal in their house. So you, yes, you're responsible for it. Um, and that's the positive thing. Also, the negative thing is that you're responsible for it. So it's just a matter of, of like, how, like how you want to look at it. Um, I hope that answered again, it's a much bigger conversation that, um, that we can definitely have, but, um, yeah, I mean, there's customer service with, with the, uh, the crypto wallets that you can, you know, that you can utilize where they can explain things, but to get your, but that's the thing. Like it's, it's just as secure, if not more secure, nobody's going to get your, your cryptocurrency. Um, if you have a hard wallet that it's just not going to happen. Oh, that's what the blockchain is. May I uh, circle back to this um, about your credit card getting, you get pinged that if somebody charges over $50 or whatever, I just want to be really clear to everybody too, because I have all those safety measures. I have uh, personal, you know, like financial advisors and a whole team. Okay. So I have all that. But what they did is if you run a business on Facebook or Instagram, you have to attach your debit card or credit card. They got into my credit card because I have it all established for Facebook ads. So, and, and guess what? I get pinged that they just charged X for marketing Facebook ads. And there's nothing I can do about it at this time other than collapse my card. So I just wanted to share that little bit also because I also had a false uh, feeling that I was safe and I am not. So I wanted to share that too. I'm Sherry and I'm finished. Thank you. Okay. So I just, I want to be really clear though, that, um, you know, you, you can cancel your card, right? Like I've had, yes. I've lost my purse before and just call and cancel. So I, I just want to make sure everyone understands that, that yes, if you get hacked and your credit card information's in there immediately, just like anything else, call your bank and cancel that card. Yeah. They, they ran their ads while we're sleeping in America. Okay. On a Sunday. So that's, that's their end gate. I just wanted to share because, you know, I just have to share my experience. I'm living and living in this right now. So thank you. Okay. Awesome. Um, so two minutes left. Does anybody have any more questions or want to chime in about anything? Um, otherwise I am going to actually, I don't know who I'm, Oh, do we end the room after this now? Cause we go to a new room. Can anybody answer that for me? I've been traveling and my brain is not functioning. I think I put everyone to sleep again. No, not at all. <laughs> but I don't think <laughs> that we in the room until five. 
No, they ended, they started ending it at one, oh, okay. and then they changed it to a different name. But that's yeah. what they've done since Monday. So I'm not sure, but I, I, I don't run it. Weird the other day yeah. when I couldn't find it. Yeah, they changed okay. the title and then they changed it at one o'clock. So but I'm not in charge. So, but hope that helps, Brooke. Yes. Yeah, Sour's already started the other room, so it's over in the in the hallway. It's uh, slower, fast progress. Is awesome. is the new room? So thank you so Alrighty. much, Matt. Well, thanks and so well, much, everybody, for it. being here. Let's go on over to the other room. I'll let y'all later. Peace. Thanks, bro. Okay. Um. Thank you guys so much for listening. All right, everyone, if you can go ahead. Thank you very much, Brooke. That was very insightful. Uh, so we are all going to pop over to the other room. So you can go ahead and follow the speakers. We're going to pop over uh, into that room. If you look in your hallway, Miss Sarah McCord has already started the room. Uh, and it is under the Breakfast with Champions. So if you look for the Breakfast with Champions Club, uh, you can go ahead and find it there. It is called Transformation Thursday, Slow or Fast Progress. Uh, so would love for you all to join us over there to continue the conversation. So once again, it is under the club. So if you're a member of the club, you will see it in your hallway. Otherwise, you can go ahead and follow any of your favorite friends up here as we go pop over into that room. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this first half of uh, Breakfast of Champions and the social media show. We appreciate you all, and we'll see you over in the other room. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.